Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by one member of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, and we got the live chat joining us today, so be ready for an exciting episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the digitalization of all assets is happening before our eyes with players like BlackRock CEO Larry Fink discussing how Bitcoin is an asset class that protects you during times of devastation. We're also going to break down how the biggest players on the planet are waiting for tokenization, stating this Bitcoin ETF is a short-term narrative. When tokenized assets enter the market, that's when crypto changes forever. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, just while we do these introductions, we got to let the people know what we're starting with this morning because Larry Fink has entered the Bitcoin maximalist crowd. And we're going to break this thing down during today's episode. But I thought that was pretty funny this morning. First of all, how you feeling? Thanks for being here. Well, as we're getting close to the weekend, I just want to say good morning to all the war maniacs out there. We love you and appreciate you showing up every single day. And boy, it is a new world out there, my friends. Crypto has now been legitimized. BTC will be all over in a year from now. All your friends and family members are going to say, how did you know? What should I get in next, Abs? It is finally here. It is a new world, my friend. New place. And boy... We've seen some really, really big WWE heel turns. We'll talk about the biggest one shortly, Abs. Hopium has entered the market, Johnny Crypto, but we already got 300 305 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we look at some of our daily movers this morning, we got a couple green bubbers here as Wrapped Ethereum and Litecoin are up about 5%. We've got Ethereum up 3% and GRT up about 2%. The rest of the market's down about 2% across the board. When we look at the total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at $1.74 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 50% dominant. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 44400 Ethereum is 2644 BNB tokens 306 Solana is $95. And XRP back below $0.60, cents, sitting at $0.58 cents this morning. But don't worry, people, we brought some good news. And today we're going to be breaking down how XRP has entered the conversation, whether people recognize that or not. Tokenized assets need instantaneous blockchains that are not expensive. They're not clunky like Bitcoin and Ethereum. But this is just one step in the right direction. And Johnny, 
I thought today's episode it would be a great time to start with a Larry. There he is. Go out of yesterday. We we need we need intro wrestling intro music. And <laughs> forward, uh, we're gonna have to get some intro music for him. But anyway, go ahead, start it up. I agree, and it's really funny because we're gonna start naming these characters, guys. But when you listen to Larry Fink and what he says here, he's talking about tokenization of assets at the end of this clip. But listen to the beginning. Just 12 months ago, this is a man who was saying that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies was used for money laundering, used for nefarious activities. Other words that I don't want to say because I know YouTube doesn't like those words. But one of the things that we can listen to that's valid in what he's stating is that there's a shift in the way that they're going to be interacting with these assets going forward. And that's what we're going to highlight before we jump into our content. But we already got 352 live listeners joining us. Support this program. Smash that like button. We're going to continue showing you new information every single day. And this is an exciting place to start the show. With that being said, here we go. You know, I believe it goes up as if the world is more frightened, if people have fearful of geopolitical risk, they're fearful of their own risk. Um, It's no different than what gold represented over thousands of years. It is a it is a it is a asset class that that protects you. Like gold, where we manufacture new gold, we're almost at the ceiling of the most of the amount of so Bitcoin that be created. Somebody like, I mean, when you hear somebody like Kathy Wood, yes, who was on our broadcast yesterday, say right. that her base case, base case is that this turns into a six hundred thousand dollar a Bitcoin valuation base case, and a a you know million plus um, in a in a super optimistic case. Are you anywhere in her realm? I haven't thought about it. I, I, to me, that what we are trying to do is offer uh, an instrument uh, that can uh, that can store wealth. I think if it gets that even close to that high, gold will represent even a bigger value. And 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 let's be clear: if you think it's digital gold, there's going to be a reference point between gold and Bitcoin. Yes. I believe- he said a lot of very good things in that clip, Johnny Crypto. But let's start off with what he said in the beginning. First of all, he called it a flight to safety, and he said. It protects you during times of devastation. We've been saying for 12 months, the marketing campaign of the century begins in 2024 for these assets. This is a great example. What do you think? First of all, what I think is there have been, you know, the top 10 all time WWE heel turns, you know, was when Hogan actually switched over to the NWO. Well, Larry just took the cake. Larry just made, there's 13 of them now and Larry's number one. Because he, this man went from completely hating and saying there was no value, no use case, nothing for it, to now coming out and saying Bitcoin's a flight to safety, security. Just told you now it's going to be digital gold. It's a store of value, right? So that's what the programming is going to be. You just heard it. You now know the narrative that you're going to hear for the next one, two, three years as these boys pump the shit out of this category whether they love it whether they hate it you're not going to know but here's what you do know they own it they have it they got in early they bought the bitcoin early blackrock bought fifteen thousand dollar bitcoin right that's what they were buying that what do you think was buying at 50 they bought the miners when bitcoin was 15 it was really cheap they own the whole underlying infrastructure and they are in it to make money Hey, I actually, so you talked about giving names. Somebody called them Holly. You know what? I want our group, our chat. I'm going to get a chat. You guys come up with names, and then me and Abs will pick the best one. I already saw 
<laughs> to be fair, guys, I'm not actually a WWE fan, but I'll go along with a joke for Johnny Crypto. I am an NFL and NBA fan if I'm going to watch sports, but I don't really watch sports anyways. But Johnny, let's jump into this news because this is what Larry Fink had to double down on when it came to tokenization from yesterday. We're going to focus on a couple of things, guys. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole. We're going to start with ETFs and everything that's happened over the last 48 hours, but we're going to work our way to what the next narrative is. And it starts with Ethereum, but it ends up with many of the favorite altcoins that we talk about every day. XLM, XRP, Quant Network. These tokens are about to enter the conversation and many of our investors should be making a ton of money during that time. That's why you need to have an exit plan. We got 437 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and listen to this clip because Larry Fink says these are just the stepping stones to tokenization and this changes forever. Here we go. Denied by the SEC. That's a fine. Meaning, let's just put a fine point on that. The industry, meaning companies like yours, asked the SEC to allow folks who met have owned shares via a grayscale to transfer those in kind to a BlackRock and or then, to Fidelity and, or whomever. And so that there would be no tax ramifications. That was not denied. They wanted to really just create from scratch cash only, which we all respect the SEC's uh, reasoning. Um, it creates and, an opportunity actually for, for Grayscale to keep those customers for a much longer time. It does. But I think over the long run, when you start adding up the fees and adding up the fees, uh, people are going to start thinking about um, redeeming and then ultimately going into an ETF. Longer term, do you now expect other cryptocurrency ETFs? Meaning, do you think that Gary, and we'll talk to him later, uh, Gary like Ethereum. Will, have, will have to approve an Ethereum yeah. ETF? And is that a function of something the SEC has to do? Or do you think that all these things have to go to court first? I couldn't respond to that. I, I, I see value in having an Ethereum ETF. As I said, these are just start stepping right. stones towards tokenization. And I, I really do believe this is where we're going to be going. We have the technology to tokenize today. If you want to talk about, think about this. If you had a tokenized a security and you have a tokenized identity, right. you, Andrew, the moment you buy or sell an instrument, it's known. It's an, on a general ledger right. that is all created together. Um, you want to talk about issues around money laundry and all that. This eliminates all corruption by having right. a tokenized system. Jamie Dimon disagrees with you on that, but. Floyd, George, Johnny Crypto. Oh, wait, did he answer that part? What is he I want to hear that word. I want to hear what comes next. Did he even answer what he says? We're going back to it. Here we go. Uh, or at least to some degree. Let me ask you this before we let you go, which is there has been a massive backlash, as you know, around ESG. You have said that the phrase no. ESG mm -hmm. has been. He didn't address the Jamie, JP Morgan, Jamie Diamond clip. They go on to carbon emissions. Yeah, that's too bad because that is literally, you got, I mean, this is total WWE, right? You have Larry, who's now the hero, right? When The Rock did his big shift and went home. And then you've got JP Morgan. You got, you got Jamie on the other side, who's the, who's the, uh, the heel. And the two going at it back and forth. But the funny thing, Ab, is Ab's, if you check out the tweet I put out yesterday, you can go to my Twitter and check it out. Johnny Crypto is there. You'll see there, you got JB Diamond coming out and he's talking about how, you know, crypto's nefarious. But at the same time, his company is one of the companies processing all of these payments or all of this transaction to be able to bit bring Bitcoin alive. So it's hilarious. It's completely hilarious the, the corruption in the, in the game that these guys are playing but see we're attuned to the game we know what's happening and yes he's 100 percent spot on abs these guys have known for years what blockchains are they know how to use them they know that tokenization is the single biggest event in use for blockchain 
everybody's going to be tokenized so that they know everything you do, everything you buy, everything you sell, everything, everywhere you go. They're going to know everything about you, right? This is about a mind. It's just, it's just another level of that because they already have a good chunk of that. This just brings that next level. And how do you do it? Well, you got to start the world and introduce them to something. What better way to do it than Bitcoin? Everybody kind of is going to knows about it already, or that was kind of the hero. And now it's going to, they're going to continue to bring that story. And that's where they're going with it. Johnny, I'm going to give my response, but I want to play this section of the clip one more time. Because first of all, when he talks about other products being addressed, Ethereum comes up verbatim. It's immediate. I guarantee these conversations are being had behind the scenes, but listen to what he says about what this means in general for cryptocurrencies. These are stepping stones to tokenization. Quote from Larry. Couldn't respond to that. I, I, I see value in having an Ethereum ETF. As I said, these are just start stepping right. stones towards tokenization. And I, I really do believe this is where we're going to be going. We have the technology to tokenize today. We do have the technology to tokenize today, guys. And if people like Larry Fink are starting to admit it, that means they're ready to profit off of this technology. But Johnny, let me just state one more thing about this video before we move on, because we are going to tie this into XRP. We got a couple new clips out of Fox Business and CNBC from yesterday. We are going to show you guys a new video from Raul Paul as well, stating that the the traditional traders, the stock guys, the TradFi guys, as they call them, they're just as quote unquote degenerate as the crypto players. And he said there's going to be a moment. All of those TradFi guys not only enter the crypto market, they're going to enter projects like we're in, the smaller low-cap projects that have a lot of opportunity. But what did he say in this clip that really caught my attention? The end of it, Johnny. When he talked about the stepping stones to tokenization, he said, we have this technology today. That means that they're testing this in some way, shape, or form. Larry Fink is not deferring to a different company for that information. This $10 trillion asset manager is telling you, Johnny, they're telling you the facts. They're using this technology today. We heard it from Franklin and Templar. We know they're going to start tokenizing real estate on Algorand. We got a new partnership with Hedera. All of this stuff is coming to fruition in 2024. And people are so caught up in the short-term price action. What's Bitcoin at this morning? Well, guys, it's a red day. Does it really matter? Not right. unless you're a day trader. Exactly. So, floor is yours. No, Abs, you're 100% spot on. Like, listen, we told you on this show. This is how good we've been so far. Predictions have been amazing. We're not even predicting. But the reality is, we told you on this show that this was going to be a selling news event. We told you on the show that we're probably going to be going down to 35, 36. Been saying it for a while that probably until March or April. To the half, we're going down. I'm not surprised Bitcoin's going down. I expect it to go down. I expect, I've told you, we're going to have a bull trap event. It's going to trap everybody. This probably was it. We're going to continue to go down now. They're going to shake everybody out right before the halving. And then that's when I think we get the tune up. And then we get kind of the next leg of the bull run coming where we finally get the beginning of it. And how long it's going to last and all that. Abs, I've been saying on this show, I don't know if it's going to be the same exact, you know, four-year bull run cycle we've been getting. I, that's To me, the jury is out on that. Everybody else thinks it is. Okay, fine. I hope you're right. But the big boys are in the game now. And we know the big boys play different. They don't, they don't make it easy. They don't make it obvious. You have to do the opposite of what you think. It's a very, very hard game. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. But there's no question about it, Abs. These guys know where the world is headed. It's all about tokenization. And no, Bitcoin is not going to be the system they're going to use for tokenization. There'll be other things. Uh, Solana is a huge NFT marketplace. Solana will have a big element of it. XRP will have an element of it. There's going to be all different technologies that are going to support 
that 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 whole ecosystem that's going to lead to tokenization. And this is a great example from an institutional investor saying Bitcoin ETF is a buy the rumor, sell the news. But tokenization, that's when crypto changes forever. It will work. OK, I mean, look, it's it's going to be the there's two pumps going to happen in in crypto. The first one is short term. That's the ETF. You're going to see a, a minor bump pump of the crypto market. But the biggest thing is. Bitcoin and Ethereum are proof of concept for the coming tokenization of all assets. When that happens, I don't know how many zeros you want to add to your crypto portfolio, but it's just the reality that you will have been first because when you buy a tokenized Apple share, when you buy a tokenized US Treasury, the forerunner for that will have been Bitcoin. And then Ethereum. And it likely is going to run on some sort of permissionless rail, a layer one, for example. Yeah. Just because. Guys, that I could play that on repeat for an hour because there's so much value within that clip. But what did he say? The value of these assets changes when tokenization enters this market because that's when value is locked on the blockchain. A Bitcoin ETF is just a securities product being offered to regulate regular everyday investors, Johnny. So floor is yours before we move on. What did you take away from this clip? Well, I mean, to me, it's just further validation of what's coming. I just said it. They all know that we are going to see a block, a tokenization world, and it's going to be on the blockchain. What The key to figure out here is what are going to be the companies that you want to invest in that are going to be driving that, and then the blockchains that are going to be supporting it. It's going to be a combination of both, and that's kind of that's what I'm looking at. That's the kind of research I'm looking into to see where is it that we want to see this space. Where do we want to go with it? Who's gonna Who's gonna be the key? You know, the, the key drivers, if you will, of that. Because that, I mean, abs. It's trillions of dollars that are going to be tokenized. And yes, once they are, it is there is some value in saying, oh, okay, now maybe we see some of those assets having more value because they're tokenized. I'll tell you one thing for sure: there's going to be a shit ton more capital that companies are going to make because now you could take something. You can break it up into, for people who don't know who are new to this show, you could, tokenization means you could take something. I could take, for example, a building or real estate that I own, right? Or, or if you own a bill, whatever you own. You could then say, oh, you know what? I'm going to break this up into shares or into little pieces and sell some of it off. And I can raise money. I can raise capital. Now, the interesting thing about this is when you do that, a lot of times when you're raising money like that, that becomes a, um, a security. And so you have to file with the SEC or whatever. That's going to be the interesting part of how that whole thing is going to work. You want to tokenize something? Okay, it's a security. You have to register. And that'll be interesting to see what that whole process looks like. Because Gary's going to turn, oh, yeah, come on in. The paper's online. Fill it out. That's not true right now. But I suspect you'll see regulation that's going to come into place that's going to facilitate easily the tokenization stuff because we know they want to tokenize the world. They're already in the process of doing so, guys. We got 606 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this could be the most important clip that we play during today's episode because they're explaining how the crypto market is about to change forever. We have a product right now in Bitcoin that is expensive. It is clunky, but it's still an improvement to the system that exists today. What's the next step, Johnny? That's actually using products that are built to transfer value, right? In Bitcoin's whole narrative has completely fripped from a decentralized asset away from the banks into a store of value. Even guys like Mark Yusko and um, some of the smartest players on the planet, Scaramucci, a lot of these players talk about the best thing about Bitcoin is the store of value, is that when the dollar collapses, Bitcoin will increase in value. That's not what XRP, XLM, and these other assets are built for. 
Their blurb for tokenization, instant payments, and mass accessibility. Becoming your own bank, guys. But we don't want to have those conversations. We got 610 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Here's the latest update on the mainstream news. Do you be buying a Bitcoin ETF? So can I, I, let me change that topic. Let's talk about Bitcoin ETF for a minute. I think we've missed a really important component the whole approval process of Bitcoin and Bitcoin ETF. Which is? What's really behind approving a Bitcoin ETF that made it so interesting? Bitcoin is traded in the blockchain settles real time. Everything traded on an exchange in the United States is traded and settles T plus two. <laughs> yeah. We now have introduced real time settlement into the exchange system in the United States. That is a big move. And I think that's something that the SEC was having to deal with in approving Bitcoin. So now you've got an ETF that the underlying trades real time and settles real time. And you put that in a wrapper that, you, that settles T plus two. Is this the day where we're going to say in the future, when we get to real time settlement and real time trading and we trade that way on the stock exchange and is this the day where it's starting and i think we got to think about that that's that's the promised land isn't it that's yes. like the holy grail but it's always been over there and now over there is in this building <laughs> boom johnny crypto you understand the 2t t2 aspect of this better than i do so why don't you start there and then we'll continue so i mean he basically just that got you know he's brilliant very smart very sharp and he's 100 percent spot on the way the whole world has worked up until you know blockchains came out was everything took two and three day settlement periods apps nostro rostro accounts right all those things this now opens the door for things like xrp and their technology we're talking about real time settlements who does that better than xrp with liquidity capability real time settlement capability so he's spot on this is the beginning of the changing of the entire market and how it's going to work in the background we, I've been saying forever on this show that you have to understand it from a technology perspective. Blockchains make things cheaper, better, faster. Companies always want to improve their bottom line. How do you do it? Cheaper, better, faster solutions. And this is coming to it. That's why I knew it was, no, it was inevitable that we were getting a Bitcoin ETF because they were going to bring this to the world, introduce it that way. But that's not where this scheme is played. This whole thing is about introducing blockchains behind the scene that are going to make the whole entire world operate better, faster, cheaper for them, and more control. That's what that's what it ultimately is. If you look at it from that perspective, you know what it reminds me of too is that quote that we just saw from Larry Fink, where he was talking about blockchains add transparency everywhere. So this is very similar to what Mark Yusko continually yeah, says. Do. We're going from trust to truth, but here's the irony, guys: there are private blockchains, there are walled gardens where they won't have to comply with the same transparency laws that the average regular everyday person will. I don't know if I want my grocery bill as public information. I don't know. I haven't given it enough thought, but my immediate reaction is absolutely not, Larry Fink. I'd like to see all of your purchases for not only BlackRock, but here's the thing. And let me just pause myself here. The reason that BlackRock can't be transparent is because of competitors. They can't show us exactly what they're getting early into because they don't want to show that to their competitors as well. When it comes to individuals, these walled gardens exist, guys. We are going to see private blockchains. We're going to see walled gardens for banks where they comply with a certain set of rules and the public is complying with a different set of rules. What else do we have right now, Johnny, when it comes to the banks, 
we have a debt issue. We have a liquidity crisis that's on the horizon. And I think crypto can provide a pretty great solution to this. So I'm going to read this quote and kick it right back to Johnny. Today on Fox Business, an analyst dropped a crypto bombshell. Bridge assets are next in line. Imagine a world where digital currency acts as a financial bridge, unlocking massive capital in the markets and allowing a boom not seen since the 1980s. This ripple effect will extend far beyond the financial realms, impacting job creation, quality of life, and driving technological advancements in the USA. Unlock capital will be a catalyst for a thriving and dynamic economy in the United States. And that's why I think crypto is way more important than Bitcoin, Johnny. We're not just stuck here talking about the assets we're going to profit off of. The whole financial system is going to be running on the rails of these assets. And it's our job to figure out which ones are first in line. But let's clip and we'll kick it right back to Johnny. Here we go. No, I would agree because we haven't yet made the jump where there is institutional buy-in. Uh, and I like to use the example, if uh, the Bank of Mitsubishi in Toko, Tokyo needs to transfer $100 million worth of yen to the New York branch and convert it to dollars, you need $100 million worth of yen in Tokyo and $100 million worth of dollars in New York. You're tying up $200 million in capital. If you can attach that to a coin, it's simultaneously so the bank frees up and he says, it looks like it's coming. And he says, absolutely. I agree. But Johnny, this is the pitch that Brad Garlinghouse gives to banks when he's pitching XRP. He's talking about if you have a million dollars in New York and you have a million dollars in London, this is an actual example Brad used in a presentation. I saw it on YouTube. He said, you can remove the million that's in New York and just have the million in London. That's what XRP does. It's it's unbelievable. There's $27 trillion locked up in the banking system today. Assets like XRP are going to work to free that capital. Floor is yours, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. He literally described he you just changed his name to Brad Garlinghouse. He literally just described exactly what Ripple what, what XRP, not Ripple, but he described exactly what the XRP technology enables. You literally can so he described what's called for anybody who's new, Nostro Vostro accounts, which means if I want to send money, for, banks are holding piles of money on both sides of the country because they basically have to be able to transfer the money, you know, be able to give one side or the other and then and then offset and settle with each other. Right. And kind of settle those balances. And so to do that, you have to actually have the, the raw cash. Well, that whole game changes between the banks. If you've got a system where you can I can go to the bank. I bring in my dollars. Let's say I want to send you money in Europe, right? I in euros. I send my dollars. Then the banks between each other communicate. You know, the bank would then convert my dollars into, let's say, XRP if that was the, the coin transaction they're going to use, and then send it to the other company, right? The other bank overseas. Then they take it. Now they have the funds, and they can then convert that into whatever um, of their own currency and hand that out. So you no longer need to have this process of of settling books at the end of the day. And I owe you this and that because, because the way it happens today is you can't send dollar bills through the phone line. <laughs> this doesn't work, right? But you can send cryptocurrency. So there will ultimate, there will absolutely be a solution here. XRP and Ripple, the company and XRP, the, the technology is in pole position to actually win that, that, you know, that, that, or I should say, solve that real world problem. And now there's other solutions that you're hearing about too. I've always said from day one, you're never going to get one solution to solve it all. There'll probably be multiple solutions because the world is so big and so complex, especially early on in the beginning. Like right now, when you guys talk and everybody uses Bluetooth, I can tell you in the beginning, it wasn't just Bluetooth. There were 10 other technologies competing for that space. And then finally, Bluetooth ended up winning it, you know, five to 10 years later. 
Same thing will probably happen here. You're going to have a bunch. You're going to have Hedera. You're going to have XRP. You're going to have XRP. You'll have all these different cross-border solutions. And then eventually, at some point, one or two may win the race. But it's going to take a while. And Kathy Woods is talking about a $600,000 Bitcoin. But they said her base case is $1.5 million by 2030. We're at $47,000 this morning, guys. So in the next six years, the biggest players on the planet are predicting $1.5 million per Bitcoin. I don't know what the math would be behind that, but the market cap, it's 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 unbelievable. Are we talking hundreds of trillions? Somebody do the math. We're going to play this video and come back to you with the facts, but we got 645 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here on this Friday. First of all, have a great weekend if we don't get to say that at the show. But with that being said, here's Kathy Wood talking about Bitcoin price targets. I've had conversations now over many years where you've talked about Bitcoin being worth something on the order of $500,000 uh, literally in only a couple of years from now. Do you stand by that? How does this ETF uh, change that, uh, speed that up, slow it down? What do you think? Yes. Uh, so you'll find in our big ideas, so that's at arc-invest.com, the building blocks uh, for our price forecast. Uh, and our base case uh, is in the $600,000 range. Our bull case, uh, and we think the probability of the bull case has increased with this SEC approval. This is a green light. Our bull case is $1.5 million by 2030. You can see the building blocks. You can see how conservative we are in terms of those building blocks. Uh, this is a big idea. It is a it is the first global, decentralized, digital, rules-based, critical there, rules-based monetary system in history. Uh, it is a very big idea. Mike drop Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Yeah, no, I mean, she's absolutely right at the end of the day. Listen, here's the thing. Larry, Larry said it a little earlier on, and he's true. Whether you believe it or not, the reality is this is going to be to the world as a store of value. We know the elites are using it that way. More and more companies are going to use it that way. The narrative you're going to be fed is, is it, and he already said it. So we are basically looking at a digital version of gold. That's how it's going to be played. That's how it's going to be. So all the financial analysts and or, or the people that are going to be calling up all those boomers, they're going to be saying, hey, do you want to get into some digital gold? That's what's coming up. That's how it's happening. I don't care what anybody else says. That is what's going to... That's how Bitcoin is going to be pitched. It has no real or good solution, but that's that's what you're going to see happening there. And you're on mute, my friend. Thank you. What's interesting is what's so shocking is that when I look at those price targets, what really catches me off guard is if Bitcoin's one and a half million dollars, do you know what the total market cap would be, Johnny? It's unbelievable. So Kathy Woods is predicting somewhere near a hundred trillion in market cap, something unbelievable like we've never seen before. Because remember this, guys, a hundred thousand dollar bitcoin is the equivalent of two trillion dollars in market cap so she thinks we're going to get to at least nearly 30 trillion dollars by the year 2030 for bitcoin that's unbelievable and i don't think it's very realistic what do you think johnny well i think abs you know when you talk about what the possibility what the asset value can be you know just look at the overall total if you especially if you factor in derivatives i think we're in the quadrillions of dollars so is it possible? You know, I, I would say when you look at gold, gold is somewhere around, I think, 10 or 12, 10 or 12 trillion dollars. And if this is going to be an equivalency to digital gold, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe more closer to that. Now, maybe more half that number, 
maybe more like five trillion is probably real more realistic. Maybe you could argue you can get as close to 10, 30 trillion. That seems like a lot to me. I, I don't, I don't know. But again, here's the problem with predictions, Abs. If you had said to me in 1997 that Amazon, when I was owning it for $17, was gonna be $3,300, I would have said you're crazy. I would have never, I would have never believed it. So is it possible? Of course, anything's freaking possible. Look, look, look at what Amazon did. But realistically, short term, you know, I've always thought we would get, I always thought we'd see this thing double, you know, maybe we see triple. You know, we had Just Gone here saying he thought the whole market would be five trillion. You know, I always thought short term, maybe we'd see two or three trillion in this next bull run. So let's wait to see if we get there. I don't know, but there is going to be money coming into it now. That's going to drive it up. We'll see how, how high it gets. 30 trillion abs, ah, man, by 2030, that seems like a lot in a short period of time. I, If you had told me 10 trillion, I'd say, okay, maybe possible five years from now, 10 trillion. But 30, I have a hard time believing it that quickly. I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, I agree with you, and I disagree with Kathy Wood, because I think if we're going to see $30 trillion in Bitcoin alone, what are these other assets going to look like? What is gold going to look like? What is... Forget forget even cryptos like real estate, all of these real world assets. If a Bitcoin is one point five million dollars, what's the average house going to be in America? Those are correlated. Oh so my I, God, you in some way, shape, or form, I'm like, I hope she's right, and I hope she's not right because all assets would increase, and I think your chicken would be about thirty five bucks at that point. But guys, we are going to break down some more important information because Raul Paul and Scott Melker, two crypto educators, macroeconomic guys, started off as just Bitcoin enthusiasts moved into Ethereum, and are now discussing altcoins as well. I'm going to read a quick quote, and then we're going to get into this video. So this was a massive bombshell drop from Scott Melker here, where he said, Bitcoin ETFs are only the beginning. Institutional trading will kick off with Bitcoin, but ultimately shift into trading alternative coins and lower cap currencies for their promising opportunities. What token do you think is going to profit most during this next bull run? Guys, comment that in the live chat, because a lot of people have been saying Chainlink, I want to hear if our listeners agree. Well, we got 644 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Let me know what you think of Raul. Because he said the altcoin opportunity is only getting started. I think people underestimate just how degenerate these TradFi guys are. And once they come in through the Bitcoin ETF, and once they get a taste for this market, wait until they find out about meme coins and altcoins and NFTs. And that real liquidity comes in there. So I think that... Uh, we get the inevitable trickle down of even institutional traders. I, I'm not saying that pension funds are buying punks, but I think that uh, there's going to be just an unexpected boom in capital. And that's going to flow through that same cycle that well, we talked about. Before. Everybody's been through that cycle. You have, I have, everybody. If you come in on Bitcoin and then you walk into the candy store and it's like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And before you know it, you're doing ridiculous things you should never be doing. And have I think people under spot on. I mean, we've all been there, Johnny. Floor's yours before I respond. Oh, 100%. That's exactly, exactly what's going to happen. Saying it for a while. People are going to get introduced to this space by Bitcoin. And then they'll be, oh, what's this? What's this Ethereum thing? What's this XRP thing? What's this meme thing? What's this Doge thing? What's this Pepe thing? All these. Now he's right. Pension companies and those kind of guys, they're not going to be buying meme coins. I mean, there may be. A meme coin company. They're, they're gonna money's gonna go everywhere. Listen, you have to understand how the world works. The world is here to make money. The markets are here to steal your money. They're gonna take any opportunity to create any product to take your money, and they're gonna pump and shit and play all of these different coins 
meme coin, all this stuff is all going to get played because money can be made. And when money can be made, they're going to exploit it. You better freaking believe it. And you, everybody who's listening and all your friends and family, you're all going to be the exit liquidity if you don't know how to play this game. Now, different thing here is we all know how the game is played. We know what's coming. We're in early. We front-runned the big boys in this space. So we have a really good opportunity in the next several years to make a ton of money because we're sitting here in 1997 all over again. And I know you're in diapers, so you don't know what it was like. You are just figuring out how to walk. I was figuring out how to not sell all my price. You know, I was figuring out how to have an exit strategy. And I've learned now, and I'm not selling all my bags. No freaking way. I'm never making that mistake again. It's too early. The technology is too promising. And there's way too much money to be made to be exploited by the elites that you just want to ride that coattail, baby. How long until we're going to see people start talking about the cryptocurrency more broadly, Johnny? Because if we're going to start offering products like Solana, XRP, Chainlink, Cardano, people need to be educated or else these are just brands. How are you going to be a Patriots fan if you don't understand the NFL, right? So this is something that I think needs to happen. And that's why I'm so excited about the mass marketing campaign. Don't make me block Robin because there's 650 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny, I need your attention. Think about this. When they begin to offer these products, one of two things is going to happen. There's going to be demand or there's not going to be demand. What's going to determine if people want these assets? If they understand the opportunity. One of the reasons people are so excited about XRP is the narrative behind the token. If XRP is the liquidity between the banks, that has way more opportunity than a meme coin or an NFT. So I think there's an education process that needs to happen. And that's why players like Larry Fink sitting here on CNBC telling us it's a flight to safety. It's a digital, it's a digital store of value. It's a digital gold. This is all intentional. We call it WWE as a joke, but for anyone who's new to our program, they're just rolling out the same playbook we've seen before. They're going to pump these assets. They're going to dump on retail and we're going to roll this thing over again in 48 months. But Johnny, I want to hear your thoughts and then we're going to continue. Oh, 100% right on. That's all this is. Bitcoin is just going to be used as another vehicle for them to make money. And so will the entire crypto space. They will take it. They'll create a market out of it. And they're going to pump the shit out of all these different coins. And here's the reality. The reality is you said something that I don't necessarily agree with. You said people are going to come and they're going to learn it. No, they're not. A small portion will, just like the people who are today. The rest of them, most of the world's lazy. And they don't want to spend the time to learn it. All they want to do is press a button and they're just going to go buy an ETF. Why? Because the financial advisor told them to do it. Their best friend told them to do it. That most people buy stuff on a stock tip. You know, know, some people do their research. I'm not saying they won't. There will be a certain portion that will, but that's going to be a small portion of people. Other people are basically going to roll into this space. And as they come into this space, they're basically going to, they're going to just be do what they're told to do. And most of it's going to be through their financial advisors. And that's why in the long run. Now, I think the people who get in early, there's going to be an opportunity to make money. The people who get in later, well, like like 2000s, the people. So if you got in 1994, 1997, you made a lot of money. But if you got out, if you got it in 2000, you got wrecked. So the whole thing about this game right now is timing this game. Now, the good news for everybody here and everybody in our chat, Congratulations, you've already won. You've already won because you're here early. You're here before the masses get in. But abs, the problem is once the masses get in and we pump and this market skyrockets, how's it gonna go higher after that? And this is the problem. With one place you go, abs. This is what I'm saying. Like if Bitcoin goes to a hundred thousand guys, you do understand half the opportunity is gone as well. 
So like that's there's there's two sides to this whole narrative, Johnny. And this is why I think we got to play both sides of the field here. I'll be the quarterback. You be the corner, right? You defend my take and, and let me know what you think, because there's two sides of this argument. There's the fact that we got products like this one that we're going to go over. We've shown it to our listeners before. Grayscale offered a digital large cap fund, and we've got Solana, Ethereum, XRP, Cardano, and AVAX in here. These are products that people are going to have access to starting in 2024. We've never seen that before. And at the beginning of the show, we played another clip from a financial advisor where he said respectfully to the banks, this is the first time ever that retail is front running the banks. This is the first time ever that small money has an opportunity to front run big money. And that's why there's the marketing campaign of the century where they were, you know, calling these assets nefarious. Elizabeth Warren still is. But then the real side of the argument is that behind the scenes, they're excited about this technology. Having access to all of our data gives them more power. They're playing a 40-year game. We're playing a 12-month game. Who do you think wins, right? So even though that a lot of us, the the 4% of people who are in the market today may have generational wealth, 96% of the market that exists in the world today will not have generational wealth. And that's an optimistic case, right? So do you see what I'm getting at here, Johnny? What's good for the few is typically not great for the most. And I think this is a great example of that. The marketing campaign of the century for crypto, yes, it benefits our live chat. It benefits the 700 people here, but that's not what it's for. They're playing a 40-year game where CBDCs, where UBI comes into the conversation, and cryptocurrency is just a centerpiece for all of these new systems. So I don't know. I said a lot. You give me your take. Yeah, no, I don't. I didn't, you know, It's going to be hard for me to disagree with you because I agree. I think that this space, there is some utility. The blockchain has 100% utility from a technological perspective on the back ends of of all the systems, software, and operating systems that are out there. There is 100% value there, okay? That value will be extracted. Now, the next question is, and that will be extracted through the companies and the bottom line savings, right, and things like that. But the actual cryptocurrencies themselves, especially if it's a private blockchain, and if you're setting up your own network, you don't really need the incentive of the cryptocurrencies. So the question is, what do you do with it? And I think that is where they're going to build this market. This is just my projection. I could be 100% wrong. But what I'm thinking is they're going to build this market. They're going to create like a stock market out of it. And these coins are going to get manipulated, pumped and dumped. As you said, money's going to flow in, money's going to flow out. And they're going to, and, and the few that are in are going to make a lot of money. But the ones who are coming later, are going to get slaughtered. They're going to get slaughtered. Let me ask you this. How many of these projects, we talked about the 99% of these things getting wiped out of the market, right? Is that still in, is that still in play? This is a narrative. It's kind of like cyber attacks. 2020, you couldn't have a conversation with somebody in this market without them saying, do you have a ledger? Is it in a safe device? Are you ready for the EMP attacks going? (laughs) This is the next like nuanced conversation is what's the real, what's the real rate of adoption? How many of these currencies are going to be here in 10 years? Because I think Bitcoin is almost definitively going to be here, guys. Based on relationships, what would the black swan be? Somebody asked me on Twitter today. They said, is the next black swan that these exchange traded products get hacked? Guys, these are securities. They're derivatives. So uh, do you believe that maybe BlackRock's account will get hacked? I severe, I do not think that's the case. And honestly, these companies are backed by the government. They have infinite spending in their pockets. They lost $2 billion worth of Bitcoin. Here comes a nice check your way, BlackRock, because you're too big to fail. But Johnny... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's on your mind. We're going to move on after your comments, but I thought this was an important conversation. Well, you have something that's important, right? What's going to bring this thing in adoption? And you mentioned things like ledgers and coal walls. The reality is this is the key right here. When everything gets put on this, 
Solana's working on it right now, right? Working on, on a phone that's going to be your wallet. It's going to be everything. That's what's coming. It's going to be, oh, thank you, Marcus. It's going to be basically when it when it's all done through your phone and there's no brain power needed. That's what humans want. Humans so humans don't want to think. They don't want to spend time. They're too busy doing too many things. They want things simple. And when it gets to the phone, you're going to be talking about unlocking the masses of coming into this space. And, and that's where some of the technologies will come into play. Some of these will end up being used as payment systems. No question about it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know which one. Nobody knows. Nobody knows which system is going to be out there. People in the chat will argue they know, right? And it's going to be XRP or it's going to be something else. But the reality is we'll wait and see. It's fine. I hope it is because my bags are packed with them. My bags are packed with lots of these coins in different segments because what I do is I look at all the different segments of the world, right? Smart contracts, security, privacy, gaming. You look at those different sectors and you want to make sure that you're looking at what are the technologies that are backed by good technology, that is backed by good money and backed by people with connections. When you see those three things and also have max supplies, you know that you're looking at potentially a good place to, to place a bet. Because let me just go back and say one thing. This is like horse racing. You're just placing a bet on some technologies that you think are going to win in the future. And let me tell you something. I work for Fortune 100 companies. We all do it. All these companies bet on two, three, four leading technologies. We bring in companies. Sometimes we buy a piece of them. We check you know, three or four because we ourselves, as we're evaluating the technology, don't even know what the winners are going to be until we're done evaluating. And that's exactly what's going to happen here with cryptocurrencies as well. And we're going to drive into a Ethereum ETF conversation right now, Johnny, because this is what's next on the table, guys. Why do you think Larry Fink is so comfortable talking about Ethereum? He goes, oh, I can't address any court cases, but Ethereum should have an ETF. The same thing happened on the CNBC clip that we showed the other day where the guy goes, we don't know if Bitcoin's a currency, but we know Ethereum's a currency. How does the CNBC analyst come to the conclusion that Ethereum is a, is a currency, but Bitcoin is not? You got to be mindful of the games being played here, guys, because we know a lot of these assets are favored by the banks. But we got 707 people here. Support the program. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you so much for joining us on this Friday morning. Here is the Franklin Resources Vice President talking about how next thing on the table is an Ethereum ETF. Johnny, I'm going to kick it straight. Here we Yep. Here it comes. Potential of this whole crypto domain. So we will continue to evolve our product range and continue to offer our investors more opportunities to access this innovation and uh, capture the beta of what we call this new protocol economy. But what would you start with? ETH? Something else? Another altcoin? Oh, uh, I would say too. But I think that you can anticipate that you will see more filings coming from us at some point. Boom. Andy. I think, you know, you and there you have it, Johnny Crypto. Right. There, there it is. I mean, listen. So now we're like, I don't know. We must be like 12 and 1 on our predictions. We told you it was coming. We told you you're going to see a bunch of ETF crypto baskets. 100%. And there you go. You heard it right from her. Right from the horse's mouth. She basically told you, not only we get an ETH one, but we're getting baskets of ones. And she even said it, that the baskets, it's more valuable to have basket ETFs then single ETFs. You're going to see a bunch of them. Look for a gaming one, Abs. Look for a smart contract one. Look for a payment one. Look for a security one. Look for an AI one. 
dude, you're gonna get you're gonna have ETF for everything. Even Abs's underwear is gonna be thrown in. There's gonna be a tokenization one, and I'm sure that'll be in there too. <laughs> you're on mute, buddy. We can't hear you. To say that Johnny, there's not often fake news on this channel, but that is absolutely <laughs> fake news. There will never be a tokenized. Maybe I'll tokenize um value of this show or something. There like you that. go. There something you useful go. for the oh, people. Yeah. But there will definitely be people who want this show. There's no question about it. And that. you know what, guys? This is what's exciting is the fact that these products exist today. Let's look at what exists in the market and then apply the rates. $27 billion was in Grayscale's future Bitcoin fund, Johnny. That is going to be tokenized onto the Bitcoin blockchain now. How much? 27 billion. Oh, billion. Okay. I think trillion. My goodness. They're not oh, the US. Oh, my God. What, what are you talking about? They That's officially are paying back the United States debt this morning, guys. Grayscale is so profitable. They have $27 trillion to roll up. Fake. That's fake news, guys. Just for the All right, We got to be serious, though. And thank you for being here, guys. There's a lot of you here. Thank you for supporting the show and joining us every Friday. We love doing this, and we're glad we have the opportunity. But one of the things that we can point out on a more realistic note is that altcoins need a fraction of the liquidity to get the same amount percentage returns. And I think that's why people are so excited about projects like Quant Network. We showed a video from Raul Paul yesterday where he explained the solution to interoperability comes with Quant. We brought up a couple of partnerships. So think about this, and I'm going to kick it straight to you. There's only a $2 billion market cap on Quant. There's $27 billion sitting in Grayscale's futures alone. So think about this. It takes one for these low cap projects and Quant $2 billion is about top 50 project. It takes one big player to double the market cap for these projects. And that's what I'm excited about. And I think that these types of digital asset baskets are what's going to fuel that innovation, Johnny, but floor is yours. Well, the reason why no, no, let me explain. So the reason why this is so important to talk about interoperability apps is again, if you go, I, I have to keep going back to the one thing that makes sense. So for any of our new people, basically what you'll realize is when the internet came out, it was a segmented siloed thing. You know, you had Netscape and you had these other couple different browsers and you had these different systems. But I remember I could not send an email to my friend if he wasn't using the same exact type of computer or system or software that I was using. So you weren't going to be able to send an email to somebody on a, on a Mac, you know, or, or not on Apple. Right. And then they came up with a technology TCPIP that said, Hey, we're going to standardize all this stuff. And if you're on a Mac and I'm on a, a IBM or I'm on a PC, we're going to, we're going to figure out a system so we could talk together. That was TCPIP that built that layer. And that layer opened up the whole world. That's when the internet started booming. Because now things could talk to other things. We are in exactly this same situation with blockchains right now, Abs. Is blockchains, a lot of them don't talk to each other. There's no communication between the two, which makes the system less valuable when my system can't talk to your system, okay? Well, what Link and Adam and, and more importantly, Quant are trying to do is create a system where no matter what blockchain you have, you, you use that, you use them as another layer that brings all those together. And that is going to unlock a shit ton of value and, and increase multiple exfolds, the value of these blockchain technologies versus being a standalone technology. If a standalone, it's worth one thing. But if it now can talk to another system, it becomes much, much more valuable. And that's why I love Quant because we're going to need something that brings all these things together. And it's going to be one of those three. Quant, Link, out of one of those. Spot on, guys. And you well, heard it. of all three. And you know what's interesting is that it's not like we need one of these tokens to dominate. If each one of those tokens gets 10% of the market, 
your your bags have quadrupled. Your bags have done a 10x. God only knows what they'll actually be. But let's go into this content here because Gary Gensler, believe it or not, guys, this is breaking information here. Gary Gensler is the reason that a Bitcoin ETF was approved in the USA. The SEC voted three to two on Wednesday night to approve the product. We had Gary Gensler approving, Hester Pierce approving, and this these other names, I'm not even going to pronounce them, but we had one approval and two not approved. The people who didn't approve, look them up. That's all I'm going to say because it's very interesting when you look up who they are and, and what they look like and what they're affiliated with. But yeah. let's, actually, let's actually jump into this content because this is Gary Gensler's latest update. And I want you to keep in mind, he did approve this product. Gary Gensler was the defining factor for a Bitcoin ETF being approved in the USA. Let's hear his follow-up here on CNBC this morning because he claims he's not an advocate for this technology, but his actions speak differently than his words. Comment in the live chat here. Look, there, no doubt there are innovations within this field and those innovations, which I taught about at MIT around a ledger system. It's just an accounting system called the blockchain technology. But there's an irony in the midst of this. Satoshi Nakamoto said this was going to be a decentralized system and and finance. This has led to centralization. Think about the irony of those who say this week is historic. This was about centralization and traditional means of finance that investors who could already express themselves in Bitcoin, you could already before this week buy it through major brokerage houses. But now you can buy it through this thing called an exchange traded product. But the underlying well, assets still centralized. Those, those, the under We're going to play the end of that clip. But think about this, Johnny. First of all, his take on this is interesting. He's saying something factual, but he's pretending as if he gives a single, excuse my language, crap about any crypto investor in the USA. You sued Ripple. You sued Grayscale. You sued Coinbase after you approved them to trade on the New York Stock Exchange. But now you're concerned about the everyday Bitcoin investor. Give me a break. Floor is yours, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, again, been saying this on the show for a while, that these guys are puppets, right? He's got a boss. Just like any or everybody else out there who has a boss, your boss tells you what to do and you do it. And that's what he's doing. All right. Whether you're good, bad, whether you like him, hate him, he's just being told what he's being told to do. And he was told, you're going to approve this thing because the other two Democrats voted against it. Two Republicans voted for it. He's He was appointed by a Democrat. So normally he would side with them. He went the opposite way. Why? Because he was because the narrative is the big boys have decided it's time to release Bitcoin. It's time to basically centralize the decentralized system. I mean, he literally told you to plan, right? We all know that Bitcoin was invented to be decentralized. Well, guess what, guys? The big boys literally just took a decentralized system and just centralized it, and they control it now. And that's the bottom line. That was the plan from day one. We've been saying again on this show forever that there was no way they were going to allow cryptocurrency decentralized be out there and float around there and compete against them. Wasn't going to happen. Was not going to happen. There's too much money at stake. So what do they do? They said, "Oh, so they tried to." So now let's go to the whole thing of, for, you know, this is the four stages, right? Stage one, like ah, just you know, laugh at them. It's no stage two, you ignore them. Stage three, you fight them. They tried to kill it. They couldn't kill it. They said, "Okay, no problem. We can't kill it. We'll just take it in. We'll buy it all up because we own all the money in the world, and now we control it." And you just witnessed that whole entire scenario, and you saw it go from Larry Fink hating it to all of a sudden now 
big biggest WWE heel turn and now loves it. It's going to promote the shit out of it. Why? Because they control it. Underlying assets still has the decentralized distributed ledger, all those characters. I, I, that sounds like a, I don't know. That does that sounds no, like no, a, no a, Andrew, with all respect, it, there's a lot of centralization right. here and even the underlying ledger right. Largely, right. uh, the, the bitcoins produced by sure. a handful of mining uh, uh, companies and the like. And so, I'm just saying now, right. in terms of monetary history, monetary history, we have a dollar, we have a yen, we have a euro, we have the renminbi, and there's right. a reason for it because we do have a common economy that relies right. on those currencies. Very, very interesting choice of words here, guys. And we got 693 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Oliver Dow said clowns everywhere. Listen, guys, this is what we're dealing with in the USA. It's kind of crazy when you think about that. That man is probably the most powerful player in cryptocurrency right now. It's unbelievable because Gary Gensler's opinion moves the markets. Whether he approved the ETF or denied it, that moved the market. The fake tweet that was put out, $6 billion worth of value was liquidated off that one tweet alone. It's undeniable that these people have power. Johnny, we got like four minutes left. Give me your take. We're going to close it out with a user poll. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Abs, you know, when when you look at this space and where they're trying to bring it, they literally confiscated it. <laughs> They've taken it over. They've turned, they successfully have turned a decentralized system effectively into a centralized system. The same thing will happen now. Now they have the formula. Now they know how to do it. And the answer is they're going to just roll these things into ETFs, right? <laughs> and, and Gary's not wrong that there's about four miners. There's only about four that make up about 51% of, of the Bitcoin uh, creation apps. So the reality there, too, is that it is for a – here's the thing. For a decentralized system, it's highly centralized now. You've got, you've got four miners making most of Bitcoin. You've got that, they, these 11 companies that control the ETFs. But – at their best bet to bring it all in and centralize it, it's still probably the closest thing you're ever going to have to decentralize money. You're probably not going to get, you know, they're doing their best to control all. But the nice thing is there's still 49% of miners that make Bitcoin, right? And you can still buy it outside of an ETF. So it will still exist. You and I could, I could send you a Bitcoin right now. Well, here's what's weird is that the U.S. dollar is built off trust. There's nothing backing the U.S. Oh, dollar. That's what you I wanted to say about that. You know we're how short on time, so make it quick, please. You know how we talked about, Oh, there's the dollar, there's the REM, there's the remedy, right? All these, yeah. And I, the part he didn't say was, and we control all of those. And now we didn't control Bitcoin, but now we control that one too. And, that's and it's, it's an important point, Johnny, but think about it this way. If the US dollar doesn't, isn't backed by anything, then what creates its value? First of all, government. Oh. Second of all, military. Third of all, perception. Well, Bitcoin's got the perception down. Looks like the big players are backing them. So we got 700 people here. Listen to this Larry Fink clip and we'll have Johnny. Goes up as the, if the world is more frightened, if people have had fearful of the geopolitical risk, fearful of their own risk, um, it's no different than what gold represents. I believe, you know, I believe it goes up as the, if the world is more frightened, if people have had fearful of geopolitical risk, they're fearful of their own risk. Um, it's no different than what gold represented over thousands of years. It is a, it is a, it is a asset class that that protects you right. and and unlike gold where we manufacture new gold we're almost at the ceiling of the most of the amount of so bitcoin that be created somebody like i mean when you hear somebody like kathy wood yes who was on our broadcast yesterday say right. that her base case base case is that this 
turns into a $600,000 of Bitcoin valuation base case and a, a you know, million plus um, in, a, in a super optimistic case. Are you anywhere in her realm? I haven't thought about it. I've so funny. Hasn't thought about it, guys, but he figured out that this is a base, base layer for safety. He just hasn't thought about what the price will be. Johnny Crypto, close us out. Of course he's thought about Abs, here's what we need to do. We need to clip that part, just the beginning part, where Larry's talking about how now it's a, 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 a flight to safety, security, and it's a future. We have to open up our show every day with that. And we need a little WWE intro music for Larry. And we had some names in there. I saw Lion Larry. I saw the Finkster. So many good WWE names for him. But it's just comical. It is absolutely comical. But we're out of time, so I'm just going to say this. I'm going to leave you all with this. Very important quote, very short. Do as they do, not as they say, my friends. Thank you so much, guys. And we got 675 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for being here during today's episode. Remember, always have an exit plan. Merlin, 30 days, absolutely free. It's the first link down below. We love you guys. We'll see you in 72 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.